0: Once upon a time, there was a clean dividing line between sales and marketing. But these days, that line's a little fuzzy. With the advent of digital marketing tools, it's sometimes not clear where one silo ends and the next one begins. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to more than a few words, of marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And I am a career marketer. My brother is a career salesman. And over the years, we've argued about where exactly the line is between sales and marketing. But as my guest, Kyle Hamer, is going to explain to you, that line has moved a little bit. Kyle is a sales and marketing veteran with a deep understanding of strategy, digital marketing execution, and using technology to enhance brand impact. He's a hands-on leader with a passion for solving business challenges, with process, operations, and technology. And when he's not tinkering on his business, you'll find him spending time with those he loves, learning about incredible people, and making connections. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Kyle, welcome to the show. Wow,
1: what a buildup. Thank you for having me, Lorraine. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you because this line between sales and marketing is actually something that I have paid a lot of attention to over the years, and I thought that you had such an interesting take on what's happened with the advent of digital. So where is the dividing line between sales and marketing?
1: Well, I tell you what, when you think about sales and marketing and where we are today versus where we are even say 20 years ago, I would, I would argue that it's a bit like the battles of the bulge or uh, <laughs> the bloody war we would see at the front lines in uh, Normandy or these places where it's like, I own this beach. No, I own this asset. No, I own this. No, I own this. And, and what's happening today is is that instead of it being a territory war and leading to a bloodbath we're seeing a dead sprint for teams that are growing and for groups that want to drive revenue to getting them, the sales and the marketing team working together. That's, that's not how historically it's been.
0: So let's go back in history just a little bit. What are some of the points of conflict? Where do you see sales and marketing teams typically kind of getting into it going, I'm supposed to do this. No, that's my job.
1: Oh man. Depending on the size of your business, you could have a couple of different places where these these impacts tip that happen. But for most organizations, you're going to see a common misconception. Marketing is advertising, which by the way, advertising is a part of marketing. It is not all of marketing. And sales mm-hmm. is collecting orders. And those are the two different distinctions. The business owner, the finance department, and the operation in between typically determines, oh, your arts and crafts, this goes to marketing. Oh, this has to do with closing business, you're going over to sales. And and there's an internal bias for, hey, we hired this sales guy, we're paying him X thousands of dollars a year to make us money, we better err on the side of it. And so what tends to happen in these organizations is sales says, hey, I could use some more leads. And marketing says, oh, okay, I'll go run some advertising. What they mean to do is, is I'm going to go develop the market and they start bringing in leads, but sales never calls them. So marketing's irritated. Said, you said you needed more leads. You have a number to hit. Why aren't you calling these folks? Sales says, oh, because the people you gave me were crappy. But you only called three of 100. Oh yeah, well, after the third person, I realized that none of these are gonna be any good. They were wasting my time. So I went to this networking event and I made two connections that are just gonna rectify all of our revenue goals for the year. And so what you have is this bickering of, you asked for something, I gave it to you, but you won't follow up on it. Yeah, but what I asked for, you didn't give me. And so there's this, this conflict of perspective.
0: So how do companies resolve that? And then maybe also, I think social media and digital marketing can play a helpful role. So how do you use maybe some of these modern tools to smooth over the rough edges between these two adversarial groups?
1: Well, I think it really starts with active listening. And, and what I mean by that is, is for a salesperson to get the most out of his marketing department, he or she really needs to listen to what the marketing department is giving them. When you're getting a lead or you're getting a contact or you have this activity that's happening, what is going on and where's the person that's your prospect at? Sales has to be active and listening versus saying, oh, hey, you sent me somebody with a credit card. I'm just going to close this, put it in the system and move on. That's not really how it works. Be great if it did that, but it's not.
0: But you really wouldn't need the salesperson if marketing was turning over a lead that had the product number and the credit card. You might as well just have an order form.
1: This is true. However, one of the things that I I genuinely believe, and this is my own personal bias, is that if marketing is doing it right, that is what sales is doing. Marketing in today's world has really gotten a, I don't want to call it a bad rap, but has gotten a greater responsibility as it relates to educating and converting and training the, the prospect on what it's like, what the benefits are, and who the organization is. And it's historically been at a one-to-many, hey, we'll put up a billboard, we'll run a TV ad, and it's very impersonal. And so you've needed a high touch or a highly skilled salesperson to give it that personalization, that 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 higher level of intimacy, and to move the prospect along. However, most prospects are saying today, I don't really want to talk to a salesperson. I don't want to talk to a salesperson until I'm educated enough to make a decision. And so marketing has got the responsibility now of acting like an early on salesperson. They have to act like mm-hmm. the networking event. They have to act like the charismatic person in the room. They have to give you a bit of the education as well as the, the close and getting the prospect to shake and nod their head yes. So mm-hmm. if you're doing content, the person's reading the content, there needs to be tiny little sales techniques that the marketers are practicing. Well, what does that mean? What that means is, is that you've got tiny little tie downs. Sales employs a technique called asking a tie down question. Hey, can you see yourself doing that? If the prospect's eyes light up, or they nod their head or they say, yes, you've got a tiny little buying sign. Well, that job is no longer only for the salesperson. It's actually shifted almost exclusively to the marketing person of educating you enough to say, okay, I have enough confidence. I have enough understanding. I can now take it to the next step of talking to somebody about how I begin doing X, Y, or Z or buying whatever it is that you sell.
0: That strikes such a chord with me because that I, I've been doing a lot of research on this and the numbers, the percentages of people that come to the point where they're picking up a telephone and calling you and they're actually ready to buy. Some studies said something like 60% of people, by the time they're on the phone with a salesperson, they've already made up their mind. They already know who they're going to buy from and what they want.
1: The numbers are dramatically larger than most people would think. And it's also why it's really, really important that sales and marketing are, are talking to one another and understand what's happening. Because if marketing sends you a lead or sends you somebody that's at 60 to 70% ready to buy and you take a week to call them or you don't call them at all, what happens to your organization?
0: Well, they'll be calling some other organization. I can tell you that much.
1: The bitter business taste is what I call it, right? So if there's always that bitter beer mm-hmm. face that you had from the beer commercials back in the day, that's the mm-hmm. face that your prospect is gonna make when they think about your brand because nobody followed up, nobody called.
0: Absolutely. But you know, in a way, you've been picking a little bit on the salespeople, saying that, you know, they they're getting these leads and they have to be prepared. But I also think perhaps that marketing has to work harder. And some of that is listening to the salespeople. Because if the salesperson is saying that you sent me the wrong lead. Sometimes I find that it is my marketing peers that didn't ask some of the qualifying questions on the front end to make sure that the leads they were driving were the right leads.
1: You're spot on. And I would say that in today's traditional environment, that is one of the places where there's the most friction. Marketing's not actively listening and they're not actively selling. Selling doesn't mean that you're asking somebody to give you a credit card number. In this particular example, selling means that you're educating them enough to be ready to have a buying conversation. What ends up happening for a lot of marketers is is they have this artificial pressure of a KPI. I got to hit a number. And so they take somebody who registered for how to do X, Y, or Z webinar, and they give it to sales and they say, call them. And sales is like, but that's a waste of my time. There's no Mm -hmm. reason for me to follow up. So you're 100% right when it comes to there's an onus on marketers today to be more proactive in not only understanding what's going on from an X's and O's on the marketing standpoint, from making the website look pretty and making sure we have great content and there's excellent uh, social media posts. Also just as important that they're following along in where that person is in their journey and setting them up so that sales knows, ah, this person is at this stage and ready for an engagement. There are three different stages where marketing should hand off Somebody to sales. Okay. Stage number one, interested and ready to learn more. Now, what does that mean? What that means at stage one is, is they're interested in the product or service, but there's not enough information on the website for them to make an educated decision. You haven't built out the content. You don't know where it's at. Now you need to introduce them to sales. That is not a, hey, here's a buyer. That is, here's somebody who's interested and raised their hand. The second Mm -hmm. group is, I believe you call it commercial investigation, these mm-hmm. are the this this group is folks that are actively in a buying cycle they are looking at different options and trying to compare and contrast what makes the most sense for these folks when they are handed off to sales sales needs to understand that their engagement is not hey let me convince you it's still let me help you understand what we have and how it compares up against other people. This feels awkward for salespeople because oftentimes they're going to want to try and convert, but it's still really important that you're looking at being helpful and educating versus trying to convert. The third stage is, hey, I'm a buyer. Here's my credit card. And in this particular stage, this is what a lot of groups will call uh, an MQL, red hot lead. Bottom line, this person's showing up with a credit card hey, I have this problem. I've done my research. I've had my conversations. You guys are my option. Please sign me up. And the best thing the salesperson can do at that point is not worry about what marketing said or didn't do. It's take the order, put it in the system and make sure that they get a really good customer service experience.
0: Awesome. Kyle, this has been just fabulous. And I think. What you've done is you've really kind of teased folks and hopefully most of my audience is in that interested and ready to learn more phase. And if they are, I'm going to encourage them to hop over to both Hamer Marketing Group and the Summit Podcast, where you've got some great conversations going on. Thanks so much for being a part of the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to learn more, be sure to look for More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to do, they they're sure. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.